Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. Boy, you back. (laughs) (laughs) It feels good, too. That's where I went wrong in the relationship, too. Suck his dick, don't pacify him. Well, okay, I got that, too. But (laughs) (laughs) I was not supposed to be on the mic. I don't like to say people when I mean white people. Acknowledge the shit that black people have went through. Excuse my voice, y'all. I've been drinking. (laughs) This is being almost, uh, oh, God. One cheek. Can't watch this. Put it to the I'm here. Oh shit! So everybody lately has been kind of tripping with the whole coronavirus thing COVID COVID-19 and I guess I could kick it out by trying to say like first of all I've done nothing different right nothing because it's all about your hygiene anyway right and motherfuckers barely wash their ass and clearly they are <laughs> supposedly going to start washing their ass and, and drinking their hands more, more water and drinking more water yeah. water sold out I've been on motherfucking Whole Foods mm-hmm. I've been on Amazon Prime I've been on Instacart yeah. and everything is fucking sold out and I've physically gone to the stores and it's crazy because I went to the store before I came over here and I ran into this white gay guy and he was like hey if you're looking for such and such I'm gonna tell you the best place to go and he was like I don't know if it's because it's a Hispanic store or what but that's nobody's going is. in there and they have everything that's so. I'm pretty sure that's how it is <laughs> everywhere right now like black yeah. owned stores fucking Mexican stores like literally like you say because most people don't look at those smaller chains right they're gonna have that shit there mm-hmm. I, hell I need to go check out a beeb over there of where I used to stay at oh, they yeah. probably got shit all up in through everything. that motherfucker and grab me a motherfucking honey bun for, for goodness <laughs> sakes but for real COVID-19 I've done nothing different um, mm-hmm. I think I got six bottles of water left from my last I've store been, run I've been social distancing all my life so that's, that's what I've been really saying I'm, I'm, I'm an introvert so it's like I may only time I'm extroverted is when I'm out hanging with people but mm-hmm. being by myself and hanging out with people I fuck with that's cool with me yep I ain't and COVID ain't nothing but the flu that you can die from uh, and you can die from the motherfucking flu. flu you can still die from the flu so that's what i'm saying like they shutting down whole schools Clearly whole everything different about it because oh, it is. we've never gone to these lengths these, yeah to, oh. to to protect ourselves i want to give a shout out too for some of the players in the nba i think i, I can't say for sure it is kevin love mm-hmm. that started it but i think kevin love is the one that did start by giving a hundred thousand to people who work at the arena for cleveland i think oh, it's yeah. a quest loan arena and then other people like blake griffin Giannis antetokounmpo all of them well zion is just covering them for 30 days which i i don't know if it's equivalent but that's what i'm saying but i hadn't got to it i was gonna give you see i even gave him a bullet point by himself zion williamson will cover the salaries of the stadium employees at Mm -hmm. smoothie king arena for the next 30 days that's dope all i'm asking is can and we'll bleep this out but can can they do that same shit for me? Well, my job like, this is, is actually 82, doing that. Yeah, this is an $82 billion a year company. Can yeah. you not? They're actually doing it because they sent out a message yesterday yeah. over the weekend. They went out and bought laptops and uh, for the managers. So, unfortunately, I'll be went working. out and bought laptops. Yeah, I'll be working from home 
and still getting paid but all the rest of the employees will be working from home they don't have anything to do but they're still getting paid so and like that i saw a post on instagram where they were saying one thing that covid covid19 has proven is everybody can work from home uh yes i have actually been petitioning to have a laptop and the ability to work from home from home for quite some time and thanks to covid19 i'm finally able to do that disease 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 (laughs) they will set you free Ain't that some shit? I was somebody was talking to me and they was like, but this let me tell you this. This is this is coming from somebody who's worked several jobs from home. Yeah. Working from home is not easy. What you got to say? You about to say I some slick have, shit. I, I do not work from home now. I have the ability to work from home now. Mm-hmm. And I just so happen to work from home a lot. Yeah. But that's the that's the benefit of being able to choose uh-huh. how you do shit. Yeah. But and be it's, done with your day by two o'clock. But it is not easy. <laughs> To work from home, you have to have some you have discipline. You mm-hmm. literally have to stay focused. You have to have discipline. If you are a person who has a one track mind, oh, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah, and you're fired. Eventually. Yes. <laughs> if you take a, like I, like I told you, I was like, if you're gonna work from home, I would do two hours on. Oh yeah. Thirty minutes off. Y'all have to tell me because I'm really good at you know managing my time. So because a lot of people and I know how to multitask shit. and get things done i want to work from home i want to work from home it's also kind of boring because just I, like everybody been talking about they done bought all this food for quarantine and they've eaten it up it's supposed to be some fat motherfuckers in three <laughs> weeks because i don't care how much you go to the gym it doesn't take long to fall out of fucking shape right y'all better pace them fucking snacks mm, especially with this rainy weather you know how people are yeah snacking and fucking food. and fucking there's gonna be some fat motherfuckers out here. That's a reminder to me too. You see, I went to get vegan nachos today. Them them bitches was hit. Shout yeah. out to uh, B Eats. Uh, we went to Spiral Dine over in Deep Ellum. That Not is a Deep Ellum Bishop Arts. Bishop Arts. Mm-hmm. That is a white owned establishment. Nothing against them, but your nachos and your vegan food is shit. No, 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 no. That We're burger, gonna, no. that the burger tastes like paste. I asked that bitch, "You got bacon?" Okay, and she said, "Yeah." And I had the burger, and I said, "Can I get some bacon?" She's like, "Eh, well, it's really not bacon. Well, what the fuck is it?" Well, for the longest, the vegan nachos at Spiral Diner have been my go-to, but they was trash because I didn't like them even when you gave them to me. <laughs> it tastes like seasoned dirt. <laughs> so no. But V Eats, yeah, shout out to them. Everything's seasoned perfectly, the chips and everything. So I'm trying to do better out here. No Black comfort owned. for me. Yes. V Eats. That's why this was brought up. In Trinity Grove. This was an agenda. <laughs> you can't get past it. <laughs> what was the agenda? <laughs> Support black businesses. Woo. OG. <laughs> Man. But yes, yeah, to support black businesses. So shout out to V Eats over in, you said Trinity Groves? Yes. Seasoned nachos. The chip was seasoned like a Dorito through and through. <laughs> so you okay in my book. I wanted to talk about lending uh, and borrowing money from people. Okay. Me and you had a conversation earlier this week mm-hmm. where we were saying, and we'll tie it into parenting because that's something I want to talk about as black parents. But I feel like when you come to lending money, uh-huh. I've had friends to where they needed something mm-hmm. and they'll call me and say, hey, can I can I borrow a few dollars? Mm-hmm. And when I say a few, this is the thing I tell people when they call me to borrow money. Say what you really need. Exactly. Because if you need five hundred dollars and you call me and say, I need one fifty. I'd rather just ask one person yeah. for five hundred dollars. You're still gonna be stressed out trying to figure out the other part, the other part of it. Yeah. So I remember one of my homeboys, he called me and he was like, yo, you know rent kind of short whatever the case may be i said okay well before he even got deep in detail because i already knew where it was going i said how much do you need mm-hmm. and he literally told me he's like 150 i knew where he lived at and i said bro like you could just tell me what you need yeah. like if your dad if, you know i was like if you check with your folks they don't, don't have it. if you check ask. yeah don't waste the <laughs> ask so just ask me what you need and at that he was like i need i think it was like 450 or 500 mm-hmm. i was like i'll shoot it over to you mm-hmm. and this is where I, it gets tricky 
He said, I'll send it back to you next time I get paid. This is the thing. I, I didn't believe I, I believed him. Uh-huh. I did not believe that he wouldn't pay me back. Mm-hmm. But being in those situations, what I do know is if you don't have five hundred dollars now mm-hmm. and then you get paid and let's just say your check is eighteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just bump it up a little bit. Let's say it's two thousand. Yeah. And let's say with the two thousand dollars, you got to pay me the fifth, the five hundred back. You're already starting out in the hole again, yeah. which means you're going to need it again from somebody else. So I feel like if you are a real friend or if you are a family member, I feel mm-hmm. like certain situations, if you know that your kids or if you know that your friend or your mm-hmm. brother and your sister is in a dire straight situation, strange yeah. situation, you should just give them the money if you have it. That's yeah. their that's your gift to them or your gift. Yeah, your gift to them. And it's a blessing. But to act, to give them something mm-hmm. and then turn around and you become a creditor. Mm, that's sad that's fucking that's so, the worst thing you could do the times that i've given money out anytime if even if people say oh i'm gonna give it back i never believe that you're gonna give it back even if you don't it's okay i know you don't because when do, i pay you back you be like why are you doing this exactly <laughs> if you do it's a bonus you know why i pay people back because i just may need to borrow again and, and if i and need to borrow way, again yeah. i need just like with a credit card right i need my uh my my situation to be in good standards yeah because this it's been a time or two where i'll get a notification and I'm like, oh. But them paybacks hurt. Thank you. Oh, them paybacks hurt. Them paybacks hurt. <laughs> I didn't hit myself in the mouth with my mic. Them but paybacks hurt. If you, like you said, if you're somebody that knows the person and knows what they're going through, that's why you shouldn't insist on being paid back. And even if you need the money back, even if you want it back, it shouldn't be to the point where you are hitting this person up every day. Hey, you got that? Hey, where my money at? Like, it's that's too much. That's just like in the movies <laughs> when you would hear people say, a nigga still owe me $20. Like, why are you? If you tripping over twenty dollars, nigga, <laughs> nigga, yeah. get a better job. My mom always taught me to never give money out that you, if need. you need it back. Exactly. So when I give it out, if I get it back, it's just a bonus. I never forget that one time. Um, I think I've told this story on the podcast before. When I was, I think I was, I had made the dean's list, and they were paying for my schooling uh-huh. for a semester or so. Yeah. And then they took it off. In the middle because I started working mm-hmm. and I had to drop my full time hours down mm-hmm. to like part time. So that fucked with my uh, financial aid. Mm-hmm. Then I want to I wasn't even thinking about it. So when I started making money, it cut into it. Mm-hmm. So when I graduated, oh, they yeah. hit me with the 30. It was like, well, you owe thirty six hundred dollars. And I was yeah. like, thirty six hundred dollars. And at that time you were trying to go to grad school. Yeah. And so I was like was holding up the process. Man, I was like, yo, I'm not sure what y'all are talking about. It was like, well, you can't get your degree mm-hmm. until you pay this. Yeah. I looked at you and I actually I didn't even ask you. You came to me after I told you the situation and you was like, hey, you know, well, what we're doing in the business, what you're trying to do. And I think I had just like one of my homeboys that I went to college with that got a job and he was helping me get a job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I need this shit just in case. I've never had a job where niggas look at you and say, hey, I need to see that degree. Oh, yeah. Other ways to verify. Yeah. But yeah. But just me being black sometimes I just be like, right, what if them niggas yeah. just ask me for this shit? They ain't gonna try to put you in a, a, a position where you over something without right. really verifying your credit. Yeah. So I hit you up and you ended up paying for it. And the time that it hurt me was when I got income tax, I ended up sending sending you my, my whole income tax check. And you was like, like a dummy. And you said, why are you doing this? And I was like, I just, this it's is the thing too. People are listening to this and they be like, nah, bitch, you the dummy. But yeah, <laughs> but you're a good person and you're a person who likes to help, which is yeah. why we're having this conversation. But I also, when I did it, it hurt. Cause when I gave it to you, I was like, Ooh, I need this. Yeah. But in my mind and being the man that I am, I was like, there's no way. 
I could take $3,500 from a woman mm-hmm. and not give at least half of it back. Right. If not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Some dudes are like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool with that. But for me, it just wasn't cool And with that's me. also a part about being selective with who you do. Like, I'm not just out here an ATM for everybody. Because you, you done had niggas that know you got money hit you up. And ask you for shit. Yeah. And so, you come back and tell me, and I'm like, what kind of nigga is this? So that's not how this works. It's it's about the friendship and having known you, knowing your work ethic and yeah. all that other stuff like that. So let's just clear that up. I'm going to be pitting out in just you two seconds. already pitting. I know. I saw you look under my arm. I can't help that shit. I was working for you got here. Then I was doing some other shit. I'm trying to cool down now. So, yeah. But I, I definitely just think it, it starts too much shit. I think we've all seen and heard the conversations and seen situations where mm-hmm. somebody borrows money. Yeah. And and the shit goes rye. Yeah. So I was watching uh, Mr. Inbetween the other day, and it's a show on FX. I know a lot of you guys always ask us, hey, tell us more about some of the shows that you watch mm-hmm. after a couple times where we've uh, talked about shows we watch. But Mr. Inbetween on FX is an Australian-based TV show. Similar to Ray Donovan. It is. But I think it's way, as graphic as Ray Donovan is, I think this show is a lot more graphic. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. But the reason I liked it is because they had an episode not too long ago where Ray's daughter caught him fucking his chick he's dating. Mm-hmm. And it brought to the question, it brought the question up for me, how did you learn about sex? What you laughing for? A conversation we had about that. What's, what's, tell me what part? Not about the show, about it happening in real life. What happened? I'm trying to, I've been smoking, I'm getting to this point. Just say what you got to say. Why you acting nervous? Someone's kid caught their parent having sex. Oh yeah, you nigga, why are you acting like that? You're so extra. <laughs> so basically that was the point of the, the thing with in between with Mr. In Between. I'm trying to stay on track. With Mr. In Between, that's why I was trying to get your ass to just say whatever you gotta say. But Mr. In Between, he got caught having sex and he had to talk to his daughter about sex. Mm-hmm. And when with the way he explained it was so thorough. And I could tell the story, but it made me think about how black parents a lot of times don't have mm-hmm. a real conversation with us so did you have an official talk hell no oh, okay my mama was grown i don't even remember i, I it wasn't no birds and the bees mm-hmm. most of the shit that i remember learning to this day which was nothing was being at church oh. because they pretty much used to just be on that god will keep you or you shouldn't oh, do god. this you know what i'm saying it's you shouldn't your child up for failure. for failure and we like i said before we always knew who was fucking because they would come up pregnant after and the they first always time had to stand up in front of the church and tell everybody what they did well some people did that you don't have to do it but i think some churches the people did do it or it was the way that they did things yeah, if somebody ever, i wouldn't it was like that because i know the church i went to i remember this lady i won't say her name of course but she was on drugs mm-hmm. and she you could tell and I will say, I guess through the religion and the way they had it set up mm-hmm. and programs, she was good. Yeah. I, I think she passed away a few years ago, but she was good. I saw her recover and be better. Mm-hmm. But I remember every time she would testify, like on Wednesdays or Saturdays, she would stand in front of the church and she would talk about that shit. And I never forget one time she was telling the story and she was getting ready to extend the story and tell what she had done sometimes for sex. Mm, and I remember they was true. like, yo, they had to grab a mic and be like, yo, yo, yo. Like, you know, it's like, thank you, brother. Amen. Amen. Oh, wow. Y'all give a, a, a round of applause. Let that woman tell her story. Not Living about her sucking truth. dick for coke. No, you can't Ooh. do that in church. Ooh. You can't do that. That's where but that was going. But it's real. What else? Yeah. But step it's real. It's real. But and, and if she's been delivered, the, ch- the church should have trusted that. That was the message behind it. 
Nah, you can't talk about <laughs> you can't talk about doing your John for Coke. Nah, that's what you cannot do. But but, to, no. but to learn about sex, so the, the way it happened was when uh, Ray when Ray's daughter saw him fucking mm-hmm. his girlfriend, she walked in. First of all, she was like, "Stop hitting Molly!" Yeah, and you know they both fell down on the ground and like started covering themselves up mm-hmm. with the curtains. And she was like, "Why are you hitting Molly?" And he was like, "I'm not hitting her. We just fucking around, lad." Right. And so they went. They showed the next scene where they were sitting at the table. He pretty much explained to her mm-hmm. where they come from. And of course, he started out with the traditional, you know, when a man loves a woman type thing. Mm-hmm. But the reason I liked it is he was like, you know what a penis is, y'all? And she was like, yeah, I know what a penis is. He was like, so when the man get happy, mm-hmm. it, it grows. Then you, the woman has the vagina. And he was like, the man sticks his penis in the vagina. Of course, mm-hmm. she was like, why would he do that? You know, because kids yeah. are crazy. She was like, why would he do that? And he was like, well, it makes daddy happy. He was mm-hmm. like, and then daddy has these things and his testicles and she he was like do you know what testicles are and she was like your balls and she's like i came from your balls <laughs> and then his girlfriend was like it's like little tadpoles mm-hmm. and he was like well it's a little bit smaller than tadpoles and it's called semen mm-hmm. he was like and when you ejaculate thousands of them mm-hmm. go out come out and go up into your mom's belly mm-hmm. so she was like so i can swim and she was like, I can't even swim now. How was I able to swim then? <laughs> and he was he just kind of chuckled and he was like, okay. He was like, so it's like this soft tissue and mm-hmm. then the little thing connects with the egg and then, you know, yeah. so on and so forth. So as he was teaching that, in my mind, I was thinking that is a simple elementary way to teach it. Yeah. But in a realistic manner right. using the proper terms not talking about your lollipop yeah. or your pocketbook no a penis mm-hmm. and a vagina right once she hits 13 a dick and a pussy oh. school teaching it these kids is <laughs> no, teaching this I shit know. i saw my first insane. porn at like 11 because somebody else showed me their oh, dad yeah. stash yeah like that's how it goes and i've even told you that like when you uh, talk about raising your kids i'm like yeah. you need to we've talk already, to your kids we've already had to have and when you start when your son start having them stale home. socks under the bed okay he done he done found himself. They came home in elementary and were like, Hey Ma, what's porn? So I knew then yeah. we had to have we had Don't to speed up the conversation. Yeah. So for me, I had a very real conversation with my mom. She set me down. It wasn't like a birds and and bees, bees conversation. That's white people stuff, I think. It was very much like real terms and all of that. But I think she was focused more on like back in the day, you could you could say all of this at a certain time. Yeah. Now it seems like everything has to be rushed because of all the exposure. Yeah. That the kids girls had. got titties at eleven. Right, and 10. they already grabbing the kids' dicks and shit. Yeah. Very yeah. early. Well, they was grabbing dicks too. I got my dick grabbed the first time when I was in sixth grade. Well, I was a little wholesome kid, so I didn't participate in any of those activities oh, until God. later on. I remember in ninth grade <laughs> when I first got to ninth grade, I had I hadn't had sex. I had got head from my then girlfriend at the time. That's all we used to do. We would get like she would give head. Honestly, that's that's religion for you. Because I'm if if I'm being honest, all I did when I, from from like twelve to fourteen, I got my dick sucked. I got my dick sucked, and the girl I had at that time was jacking me off. So you weren't taking no risks. I wasn't doing nothing. Well, first of all, she wouldn't let me. She didn't want to. You know how religious girls are. I'm saving this, and you know if I well, now if she was white, I would have got the asshole. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know, but hey, you know they do things differently. <laughs> totally, different. they do things differently. You know what I'm saying? I would have poked something by then, but I knew that I hadn't done anything sexual or even had that in my mind because when I got to ninth grade, because of religion because of the lack of sexual conversations mm-hmm. i never forget my homeboy shout out to marcus thompson and desmond lafayette never forget these niggas names clearly <laughs> desmond asked me he said 
hey man you ever had some you ever got head i was like yeah i had some head and i remember marcus was like you you let him slob on your shit i was like no i ain't let nobody slob him oh, because yeah. at, because at the time that i was getting head it wasn't <laughs> like of course we was teens uh-huh. so like it was just a pleasure to, to have somebody put their shit you know put their <laughs> mouth on your shit so i was like i'm cool but you talking about slobbing and spitting i'm mm-hmm. like i was like nigga hell no yeah, give me all that <laughs> let that shit run down my leg give me all of that but that's how I knew, and I've told other stories on the podcast mm-hmm. to where it was like, I didn't learn about sex. I learned about sex by through the app. Yeah. First time I had sex, I was a senior in high school. Mm. I didn't use a condom. That is so surprising. Because I did, like, the things about, like, it was because you were so uneducated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just being uneducated, not being taught the right things, you know, still love my mama. Shout out to my mama. But I, I think going into the next title topic is about just parental mistakes. Yeah. And nobody has all the answers. Well, the I number think one, the older you get, the more you realize how much they were still trying to figure shit out. And that's out. where I was going. Yeah. Because how many times did you hear your parents, or even now sometimes when your parents, when you hear other parents talking to their children, they be like, there's no playbook on raising a kid. Mm-mm. Well, at that point in time, you've admitted yeah. that you've done shit and wrong. And every kid is different. So, yeah, you have all these books out here, but you have to really experience and parent your child you do. according to who they are. But I was looking at that, and I thought about how many times when we are like, like I hear women raising kids and mm-hmm. I've heard women leave their kids at home to go see a man. I've heard women in what aspect, because this is interesting. I mean, like, do you mean just like in a, I mean, not in a set, dirty yeah. kind of no, way? No, 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 no. I don't even know no hood bitches like that. Okay, cause that's what I'm but saying. I'm just saying still going out of their way to mm-hmm. see a man and leaving your kids at home. Okay, You know what I'm saying? Like me personally, like we were latchkey kids. So it's like you get left at home mm-hmm. and you fend for yourself. You know how to get, you know, cook yeah. your own food. You know how to take the trash out. You know how to lock the door. Mm-hmm. If you go outside, you know where you can go and when to be home. Yeah. And see, that it was totally opposite. I knew how yeah. to function on my own, but I never had had to be by myself well you are a girl too which is not the best thing exactly but now these days i know some girls that That, are doing it unfortunately at a very young age but why is it a reason why they're doing that well mostly because of work and then you know sometimes parents do go out because they want to like most of the but that's the part i'm talking about too millennials it's like you kind of want to have your own life and still be a parent which i think that's something that we are all trying to find balance the balancing yeah and i think it's important because it makes you happier and the happier you are the happier your kid well supposedly within reason yeah i'm not telling you to go out there and whatever but because i just know people like i said men and women i know people who have left their kids at home to go see somebody Mm -hmm. and me you know me that was one of the things i used to always be against i was like i ain't dating no chick with kids because yeah. it's just too much i know they got this to do they got that to do i'll never be first whatever the case may be uh-huh. but I, I i feel like a lot of parents make mistakes by pushing religion on their kids yeah. without truly teaching them mm-hmm. you know like i tell you a lot of times people like if you think about people who are growing up religion was something they learned through their parents mm-hmm. they didn't really get that shit on their own oh yeah or it would be more people probably like myself who don't just pull up on up to a church right on sundays because i learned the shit for myself yeah i think the biggest thing i think parents need to learn to do is apologize when they wrong oh yeah it's a lot especially you fucking black parents a lot of black parents example you are and a lot of the older parents well they don't want to have the hard conversations yeah. like even us as adults it's like i've tried to talk to my grandmother which is still alive yeah and tell her some of the things that i felt that i experienced in a negative manner in childhood and she's like i'm not here for it i don't, I don't they don't ever want to talk about it I, or the biggest thing is i don't remember that oh, i'm gonna make you fucking remember <laughs> it and i'm gonna so, make you talk about it i think it's important like even with me raising my kids now um i had a situation where 
things didn't go the way I, my reaction was bad and I set them down when I got home it was bugging me all day at work and I set them down when I got home and I was like hey I could have handled this better I apologize for this this is what I need you to know with regards to my reaction yeah and they were like they were just oh okay and yeah. we were able to have a free form free-flowing conversation, conversation about yeah. it and it made me feel good like i'm out here you know breaking generational curses or yeah. whatever i think you got to do that too because i think the biggest times that it would be great to exercise like being apologetic to your to your mm-hmm. kids is when you've had a big argument like say for instance just blowing up like you have a blow up mm-hmm. apologizing just as soon as you want them to apologize for speaking loud to you right because a lot of times when you speak loud to your parent or you get out of tone they'll be like you better check your tone you better do this or i slap you in the next mm-hmm. week or i, I brought like, you in i uh, take you out and it's excuse like excuse me what you got going on today because that's my first reaction now it's yeah. not oh you better watch who you talking to yeah they already know that yeah but what's making you act yeah, out of character to be at this point? Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to say a lot. And and even if your parents didn't teach you that, you know I'm big on we'll watch a TV show and I'm like, that's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. If you watch something on TV, we've talked about it before, This Is Us and A Million Little Things, two great shows to really show people how life mm-hmm. should be done right. with family, with friends, friends, how to apologize, how to be real, how to be honest, how to talk about the tough shit. That's why I like these types of shows. Mm-hmm. I had a situation here recently where me and my mom had a disagreement. And I think you were around. Mm-hmm. And you heard the way I was talking and things I said, and you was like, "Damn!" You was like, "You was real honest. Anybody can get it from you." And I said, "Yes. If you're wrong, if you're not in the right, you can get it." And I think me and my mom didn't talk for like a week or so because it was one of them things where whatever she said to me, I was just kind of like, "Don't pull that bullshit car with me." I'm the nigga who been here and I always will be here. You can pull that shit with somebody else. Ooh. It's just hard for me hearing that because I know like the relationship that I had with my mom, but it would have. It would have been very interesting to see what our dynamic would have been as me at this age. With you and your mom? With Yeah. Well, you're still kind of soft and dainty. And even the way you speak about your mom now, I know that you hold her in high regards. Shit, I hold my mom in high regards. I yeah, hold my mom in high regards because I, I can't call her on day, that shit. I was like, I would never. Yeah. And it wasn't like, A lot you, of were, people say it that. Wasn't like you were like using profanity. Yeah, or whatever, just talking like down to her. It yeah. was just like. Holding her accountable ooh, for her motherfucking Jesus. bullshit. I yeah. grab my chest. Yeah. And I remember when she said she was like, I don't remember saying that. I was like, well, when you remember it, you can give me a call back. <laughs> like, I ain't playing that shit. Like, you know when you wrong. Like, well, if you don't have that time, well, sit your ass down, sit in the corner, read a book, whatever the fuck you gotta do, but remember the shit you've done. Because if you've wronged me, there's no way you're gonna fucking get back in my good graces without having a conversation about it. I told you about the one time I got into it with this guy and we didn't we were like best friends growing up, didn't see that nigga for months. Mm-hmm. Ran into him in the gym. Oh yeah, and I was working out, and I saw the nigga, yeah. but because we had an altercation through you know words verbally, yeah. and we had not resolved it, I was, and it was his fault, and I was not gonna. So I'm doing the, I'm doing my little you know traps. Mm-hmm. He come over, he like, yo, what's good, bro? Yeah, I just kept the fuck going, didn't even look at him. Boop, I just boop. think life is so short. I and- kept working. Nope, I kept working out. So then he walked off. Mm-hmm. He came back again. And he's like, hey, bro. He's like, you ain't gonna speak to me. I said, we ain't talked in six months, bro. And mm-hmm. we, ain't, and you know why we ain't talked. And he tried to start talking to me. I said, if you, I said, you want to have a talk right now? He told me, I said, mm-hmm. we're in the gym. I said, we can sit right here on this bench. We literally went off to the side, sat on the bench, talked 30 minutes, mm-hmm. squashed it, got it together. And then we was okay from there. But you're not going to come up and talk to me like it's just regular shit no, when we I'm don't not, have a disagreement. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I just think people should be more, uh, put forth more of an effort to resolve the issue quickly. Yeah. Versus, because like you said, you didn't talk to your mom for a week. 
in my mind, there's no way I could go without talking to my mom for a whole week. Well, some people need to not see. Well, this is my thing. When you know that you are a heavy component in somebody's life, yeah. sometimes you need to or have to show people what it's like without you there. And when you do that, people will not take you for granted anymore. I mean, sometimes you have to do that shit. After so many periods of time where people just do shit to you, parents, mm-hmm. friends, girlfriends, boyfriends, yeah. husbands, wife, like sometimes you got to pull that motherfucking wild card. Reverse. No, Hit him with a, and draw two, motherfucker. That. I'm going to take a step back for a few days. I can see that because I've definitely done that in other situations. I think it's just certain people I put into this little category where I'm like, okay. I'm not going to hit you with the same thing. Yeah. But overall, I do just feel like I feel like all kids, all parents, if you're listening, just go say I'm sorry to your child. I don't think you even understand how how big that is in Mm -hmm. a child's life, even as an adult. Mm -hmm. Every time me and my mom get into it, when she acknowledges her faults, Mm -hmm. I'm good. And, you know, one of my pet peeves is I hate when people rationalize their faults Mm -hmm. because my father rationalized his faults for all the fucked up shit he did or not being here. I do. Like if you did something wrong on that shit, move on. But parents, you need to learn to apologize to your kids. Black parents, you need to learn to listen Mm -hmm. to your kids early. One thing that I admire about um, white people from what I've seen is how they allow their kids to speak. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think they should check them little motherfuckers a little bit more, but sure I do means, yeah. like the way they speak. It's been several several situations where you've been around me with some of my white counterparts and their kids, and we both mm-hmm. be looking at their kids like, this nigga hair combed, real prestigious, nigga <laughs> regal, having full-blown but it's important adult conversations. Because your job as a parent is to prepare them for the real world. Yeah. And they need to know And the real world okay. ain't PlayStation. They need to know that it's okay to speak up and express their opinions. That's why a lot of my friends, sometimes they're like, oh, you give you your kids too too much leeway to make choices no they need to know how to make choices i'm the same i'm not gonna always be, be there to make them choices that's how it was with my niece when my niece um when she finally moved here and we started going out and hanging out yeah i remember we went to subway one time and i always saw her do it with jermaine and my mom mm-hmm. and we went in and i was like what do you want to eat and she's like i don't know i was like well i guess you're not eating right uh, let me get that number. Uh, let me get the <laughs> foot long with the Italian herb and cheese. Yep. And she's like, that look good. Can I get? I said, what do you want? Because yeah. it, it, her, off. yeah, because she's like, what is Italian herb and cheese? Nah, uh, 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 we're not gonna ask all these goddamn questions about what's Italian herb and cheese. What's the? What do you want? Even if it look good to you, you pick what look good to you. Mm-hmm. You let your taste buds tell you whether you like that shit or not, yeah. and you keep it moving. She had the sloppiest fucking sandwich the first time, but <laughs> she learned to make that shit on her own. Yeah. And like I told her, I said, how do you? know what you like Mm -hmm. if you don't try and how do you know what to tell people you like if you don't know Mm -hmm. if you don't know what you like somebody will always be able to fucking tell you what you want and that's what i I see a lot of women letting niggas lead their life oh god go ahead i'm i was gonna say that's what i hate when we go to restaurants and because i always let the kids order you speak for yourself whatever you want you get it yeah and the wait the waiter is always like oh are you sure they're looking at me i'm like looking at a 50 dollar piece of food i don't care okay that's That's, that's what they said they wanted so they need to know if they like filet mignon Exactly. They need to know if they like lobster bisque. So now, <laughs> so now it's crazy because when they go out with their friends, they get in the filet. They friends probably like, let me get a chicken sandwich or some chicken wings with potato <laughs> skins. And fr- yeah, and Tyreek and probably be like, yeah, let me get that. Uh, let me get a T bone steak with some <laughs> ogre rotten potatoes and some uh, asparagus. Right. <laughs> he gonna be shitting in five minutes. <laughs> But they eat good, and they've yeah. had a lot of good experiences. Your house and your kids' food is the probably only place I used to come over, and I'm like, I'm eating these niggas' leftovers. I'm drinking their juices. I'm doing all that. You used to come in there. You used to be like, damn, why you drinking all this? <laughs> Tell Tyreek, nigga, I got dibs, ho. <laughs> this is my shit. But no, for real, but parents, moving on to the next one, I do think 
parents need to learn to apologize. Before we get to the next point, it was a part on um, what's that show with Shamar, uh, Shamar Moore now? SWAT. So it's a part on SWAT. And you know, he didn't have the best relationship with his father. Yeah. So it was a part on there this week where as Hundo was talking to this kid that he's mentoring, his father had a conversation with him after seeing him, you know, be so good with him. And it's a mm-hmm. lot. I don't that has transpired, but yeah, I can't I, I don't have time to go stuff. back. But. He Hundo's father ended up telling him, he said, son, I appreciate you for letting me back in your life. Mm -hmm. He said, I know I wasn't the best. Mm -hmm. I know I wasn't here for you. He basically laid all his shit bare that he did. He was like, I know I hurt your mom. Mm -hmm. But he had realized that him and his mom's relationship had gotten better, even though they were divorced. Mm -hmm. She was picking him up to take him to his doctor, doctor's appointments and all of that. But the reason that had shifted is because he came with an apology. He acknowledged the shit that he had did. Mm -hmm. I don't know if my dad even listens, but dad, if you're listening, I don't fucking talk to you because you don't acknowledge your shit. Mm -hmm. And I've heard him talk to my, I've heard from my brother and other people Mm -hmm. that he's talked to. Like he talks about all his other shit. He rides and rides rides on the good shit that I've done, but it's like, you are not here. Mm -hmm. You've never been here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you ever want to fucking talk to me, dad, Mm. on your shit, my nigga, that's it. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break again. You're listening to the reality is where filtering becomes extinct. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. So we were talking, we were telling the whole story. Why you look, why, why you looking like that? Because we were telling, I was telling you a whole story. Because yes. you always want to take our private conversations to the podcast. Come on. See, no, it's not. It's, it's this is a t- because no, because yeah, because this is a t- this is one of the topics that I forgot to put on there. Mm-hmm. But you were about to say what? You we're, t- we're so you gotta, I'll tell the story. Yeah. But we were talking about interracial dating mm-hmm. and how sometimes for you it seems that you feel like black dudes do more or put in more effort well, with white women seemingly than black. With regards to the story, I can understand if somebody moved on to another situation and they may be happy getting everything that they want from that person. But it does seem like sometimes black women, I mean black men are are it's easier for them to do things for white women than it is with black women. Because being a white a black guy who's dated white women and knowing a lot of dudes who have it's a lot of times, honestly, it's easier. And a lot of times you don't even have to ask for shit. It just gets done. It's not even about asking for stuff. Communicate. Like, it's cr- it's crazy. But the communication a lot of times with other races mm-hmm. is different. Not just white women. It's a lot of times it's different because it's a learning process. They're willing and open and want to learn us. And there are black women that are willing and open. And there, are, learn there, are, and there are. There are. There are. But for whatever reason, it's like when we get in relationships, it seems that we butt heads. And we don't communicate as well as outside sources. So the story came so up about why because not take the time but listen, but to. yeah, sometimes you take the time, and some people ain't got a year and five years and ten years for that to get better. Well, I'm not saying no ten years or nothing like that. But, but sometimes it has to be a willingness there. Yeah. But the thing, the story I was telling was, um, I have a friend, and she was in a dating situation, mm-hmm. and they were doing long distance dating. Mm-hmm. I'll call, I'll just say an hour. You know, they were like an hour apart, you know, for Dallas. That's kind of like being, you know, Arlington, I mean, Dallas to Fort Worth. Yeah. 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. So good relationship from what I from what I heard, what I've you know heard about it. But the guy wasn't really willing to do long distance. I am a guy who's not going to do long distance. I'm somebody that won't do long distance. 40 minutes is not. For yeah. somebody that I want to try. Exactly. To exactly. With. 45 minutes to an hour is not bad if you really want to see somebody. Mm-hmm. I guess they broke up and then 
you know, my friend got word that he's willing to drive a little bit further, but now he's dating a white woman and it's like a three hour drive. Mm -hmm. And she expressed her displeasure with me with that. Out the gate. But do you see what I'm saying? But it wasn't out the gate. It wasn't. It just ain't out the gate. Mm. It ain't out so, the gate. Okay. It's it's. Oh. It, you still got to get. I mean, it's gonna be out the gate because if you meet that person, if you're traveling between these cities all the time, and you meet that person, and in a month you go back, that per, this is the thing that I brought to her after she told me all of that. Mm-hmm. Soon as she told me all of that, she was like, "Yeah, it was a white girl, and she don't even look better than me." And it's like I hear that all the time. It don't matter if it was a white woman or a Mexican woman. Women always, period, be like they want to go check out who the guy left to be with or who the guy ends up with next. And then you guys talk about them or be like, oh, they're not this or that. They ain't me. But mm-hmm. it kind of makes you sound like an idiot to yeah. me because it's like they ain't you. But clearly they something that you not if this nigga want to be there. Yeah, I don't know. It's difficult. It, and just because that I just I've hate when it's a with, white woman, though, it's an issue. I'm not going to talk about you. Like, you better be dating somebody that look better than me. Like, that's what I would want. That's that's stupid. No, it's not. That is fucking stupid. Because, because what does what does looks have to do with it, being better? It's. That's just it's for, that's about, for y'all own ego. Not, that's for a woman's ego to be like, "Well, I look better." But what? No, if no, you, no, no, no. Not about me looking better. I'm saying I would hope that the next person is a is an upgrade. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be a physical upgrade. No, not just it, like it with the TV show I'm watching right now, Alter Carbon. Uh-huh. These people can live forever because they have this stack system in the mm-hmm. back like where the equilibrium is to where they could if, like say friends if you get to 80 years old or if somebody was to shoot you right now if I took your stack out we could save it and put you in another sleeve which is another human form and you get to choose to okay well if you choose the if you were able to choose your form mm-hmm. and then I left that form for something else that ain't better that that person that's different but you can't that's people what I'm don't, saying but people don't get to choose what they look like but they do get to choose how good they are in a relationship or how good they are to a significant other mm-hmm. and by golly if a white woman Mexican woman or anything that ain't my race treats me better Mm -hmm. that's where I will be so if that guy chooses to be there Mm -hmm. because this person didn't do what he needs it ain't about what the person looks like it's about Mm -hmm. what that person women date shitty looking niggas all the time y'all downgrade a lot Y'all women downgrade a lot and niggas don't say shit. Now some no, niggas some niggas dudes do. do. Some they do. But then the thing about it is, y'all do it a lot. But y'all really be trying to burn niggas up when niggas do that shit. He found something. It doesn't matter if the race is different. Again, if you married a white I dude said, or ended up with a white dude or a Mexican dude right now, I wouldn't say shit about it. Yeah, that's just that's who you are. You ain't gonna say shit about shit. Because the only so thing God anyways, cares about me is are you happy? That's what I just said. I said that's the only thing that I've ever been worried about. I know. In terms of because you made the comment that women try to come for other women, and I was they telling do. you that that's not the case with me. I can only speak for me. I can't speak for everybody else. But I'm pretty oh, sure you have. A I'm da, pretty da, sure da, 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 da. in situations where I know for a fact that it's not better you don't know that in the times that i've spoken i have known okay. for a fact that i'm talking about better. with me you don't know oh, I, well, I, well me and you we're not talking about that that's what but that's what i'm you just said you're not that person and, and you've never done that and i'm saying yes you are because when we were together mm-hmm. when you thought that certain situations were something else you would literally always say something it's been time since we've been single and you you lying why you like that. You looking like that, but you know, since I've been single, it's been times where you'd be like, oh, I don't know, or this person. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but and the, that person. But if, whatever but, I said was a fact. But if it, yeah, you probably talking about one particular person. The point of the matter. No, I'm just next saying subject, in general. Next, next, yeah, we were supposed to even be taking a break. Back to break, we'd be right back. Well, this is becoming you, a thing of the show where we take a, breaks. More debates. I did want to debate, but you have to have a debate that's within reason. I know it is. No, it's not. Because I know you and I know one person that you have in your mind and that's all you're oh, thinking no, about. Oh, no, I wasn't even thinking about that that's person. But lie. thank you for putting that person back in my 
You so fucking <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> But the point of the matter was I was making was it doesn't matter if a person looks better or not. If yeah. they if somebody else treats you better, ain't that what life about? Yeah, if being with the best person for you with that person, then that's fine. Well, if she's fatter, if she don't look as good, if she don't whatever. It is what it is. Look at this is my thing. For women and men, when a relationship goes awry, look at yourself first. Mm-hmm. Look at yourself first. And then look at that person. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at yourself first, then you will know why that person may have reacted the way they did with you or Mm -hmm. didn't do something or did do something that you did or didn't want them to do. I really think that's the issue, though. Looking within? No, 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 no. Not looking within. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, we should all be self-reflecting. But I think it takes a... It takes time to accept the fact that somebody else was able to bring out certain parts in a person that you may have cared so much about. And so that's what you get caught up in temporarily. Shout out to my mama. The name of this podcast is What's Good For You. What they What's may good be, to you may not, not be, be good, good for you. you. That's the name of the podcast. There you go. Because that's the motto that my mom gave me. And it's mm-hmm. the truth. It's a lot of women. Like in my life, there's been a lot of women that have been good to me. Mm-hmm. But they were not good for me because maybe we didn't meet up. We couldn't, you know, great communication wasn't there mm-hmm. or intimacy or sex wasn't there or the person couldn't do certain things that I needed or the person had too much damage done to them and they haven't done mm-hmm. enough self-reflecting or counseling the to work. be on the same Self-work. level. The work. Yes. So that's the thing, man. But my whole thing after that story, when I heard it, I was just like, why are women so quick mm-hmm. to look at other women, Google them, look at their Instagram, look at their Facebook, whatever the case may be to find out who this person is dating and then be like. Yeah, she ain't better than me. <laughs> but that person ain't checking for you. So what does that say about they you? Got the man. They got the man. So what does that say? Like, I've learned so I've seen so many beautiful women, smart women, be left behind. Mm-hmm. And they like, I'm a gift, I'm a prize. Well, you may be, but you're not to this person. Again, you're listening <laughs> to the reality is where filter becomes a sneak and we'll be right back. You already know the way. Put you in first place. Put you in first place. Put you in first place. Uh, think I came up on a real one. I'm on a wave. Still getting paid. I'm paid. You know I swear, you always acting nervous when it don't be a need to be nervous. I wasn't nervous. I was like, let me get my shit together. Oh, Jesus. I had to get my notes back up. Mama sending more messages. I don't know what it is with her and these damn messages. I wanted to give a shout out to my big brother, man. If you follow the podcast, you know me and him have uh, been in good standings for about a year now after well, shit, we had a falling out where we didn't talk for like two years. Mm-hmm. But I woke up this morning and I had him on my mind. Mm-hmm. Does that make you think of a song? Yeah. What does it make yeah, you think of? Song. And that's what I did. So when I woke up, when I woke up this morning, my mind stayed on this Jesus. is what I this is what I sent him, though. And I'll play. I don't mind everybody hearing it, but oh. I sent him. A, I sent him. A audio message. Oh you know, I'm always playing around singing and shit. Let me see if I can find it. Though. Gonna be some sure I think this is it. Yes. <laughs> so I literally was like, I don't know if y'all can hear this. Hold on. Morning with my mind. Stayed on mango. <laughs> but I just hit him up because I told him, I said, hey, man, I said, I woke up this morning with you on my mind. And we went, we literally, and I, and I don't know, I was just in the kitchen making coffee and I just hit him up, starts, I did, you know, I popped it up on the iPhone, started doing an audio message and I left him an audio message. So of course he hit me back and he was laughing. He's like, I love you, man. He's like, how you doing this morning? And just having a conversation with him. And then we ended up talking about church and talking about songs that we like growing up. Yeah. And he said something to me and he was like, we'll never get those times back. Mm-mm. 
And um, as much as I talk about religion and yeah. and how it is and how I don't believe in certain things, um, I think the reason I'm like that and the reason it kind of fucked me up is like my brother said, he said, those are those memories that stuck with us mm-hmm. and kind of formed our childhood right. and they helped build us. Mm-hmm. But they it's like those same people that helped build us fucked us. Yeah. So it's kind of like me and you being cool damn near 10 years and I literally do something to fuck you up or you realize that everything that I told mm-hmm. you was yeah, not true or it was another side to it mm-hmm. that you never told me mm-hmm. i would be pissed off yeah i feel like that's one thing that i struggle with as a parent because i i grew up in the church too mine wasn't as you know bad as yours yeah. but i feel like it went close <laughs> i feel like it gave me a solid foundation so even though i don't go to church now and all the other stuff i'm more spiritual than i am like believing in this whole all the different religions or whatever i sometimes wonder if because i'm choosing this lifestyle for myself if i'm doing my kids a disservice disservice. in any way but the thing about it is you and your ex-husband are on the same page with it yeah we are so he was on the page long before exactly to this point but the thing about (laughs) it is i'm sure they hear their friends talk about church they know Mm -hmm. what church is they know who god is so if they do want to go just like i made the decision at 16 to walk away Mm -hmm. they may make the decision at 16 to go yeah i mean if we talk about it we've we've taken them to church before they know what it is they know you know yeah but sometimes i'm pretty sure they like having their sundays too oh yeah yeah because if they had to do what i did they'd be like tyreek would never play all day sunday uh what was it wednesday friday that's oh why most God. of my mistakes was made at church like because that's where i always was yeah. like literally i remember cussing on church grounds i remember getting some head on church grounds See, i remember getting a so hand reckless. job on church grounds and the thing about it was i, didn't do none of that. I lived god damn it it ain't you reckless did. i lived you lived very recklessly <laughs> I lived, <laughs> but like when people people always be like, they would always come to my mom and they be like, "Your son is bad." Yo, I remember the first the first <laughs> time I did something to go against the grain. I you couldn't tell me nothing. You wouldn't know what it was. What made a sandwich after nine o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> Your shit be so elementary. No, listen. All okay, right. so the first time I wore nail polish, like like color yeah. nail polish. And then when I got old, like when I turned 18, yeah. I could not wait. Yeah. I went to church with a uh, skirt on. I had the splits up the side and no pantyhose. <laughs> <laughs> and the church members, the, the church mother yeah. was bringing me one of those things, you know. To oh, put the little, the, yeah, yeah. The little uh, what do they call them the things? Little, <laughs> like a handkerchief. Yeah. But it was something called, it was something else for like for women. And my I was just like, I'm over it. Yeah. But I felt so good in my spirit. Yeah. Just even that little thing. Yeah. Me and my brother used to always be very uh, controversial with church and like combative with my mom. I remember he bought like, we, you know, we weren't supposed to listen to secular music. Mm-hmm. So he brought that R. Kelly tape. And I guess mom and them knew something because the niggas. Yeah. But I remember did, my brother bought that. Did you used to find that funny how they what? always knew about them songs? How you know about it? Though? And that's what I would always say in church. Like <laughs> when they were lit, when, when, when the pastor would refer to whatever and call mm-hmm. it something. I'm like, well, how you know you about it? Listen to like it. you had to listen to this bitch somewhere. Yeah. Like how you know about it? But that's what it was. My brother, he got Robert Kelly's 12 play. <laughs> And I remember my brother getting that shit, and I remember Mama coming home because we would always listen when Mama was gone. <laughs> he was so mad at me because I remember I heard Mama coming one day, and he was playing, and I remember running in the room, taking that bitch out the tape, tape cassette, running out of the front porch, and throwing that bitch across the yard. Jesus! <laughs> I threw that bitch across the street into a field. Much? Uh, my, my brother was so fucking hot. He was over because the weeds got hot. He Did walked he over there. It? Nah, he was walking over there for hours looking for that shit. He was so hot. Oh my god! So I guess that's kind of I should have known. I was a freak, and we both listening to R. Kelly at like eleven and shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
ignition was it was hidden though. But oh yeah, that did. It was so many things we couldn't do. Yeah. Like you say, like you tell me all the time about how you don't make your kids cover their eyes. Like, mm-hmm. I, how many black people who listening to this podcast when you used to watch, you know, TV and certain sexual kissing scenes come on, your parents would say, put your hands over your eyes. Raise your hand. Some of you motherfuckers is raising your hands in your car, yeah. at work, at home. Yeah. Because we always did that. And when you told me that the first time, I said, let them see it. Let them see it and then I explain told you it. I wasn't making them do it. Yeah. They just, they did it. And now I kind of feel like, okay, yeah. we're at the age now. You can see this. I want you, you to need see. You need to. Because also, I'm I'm single. Yeah. So, so they don't the get to see anybody in the home Loving with on me. you. Yeah. So I want them to know what love and affection looks like. And when we was together, they was never around. Right. So, yeah. but I And I tell people that all the time. I did a live show and I remember saying that um, people were like, oh, you single? You just, you know, everybody think with me being 37 and single and whatever that it's like you want to play this game mm-hmm. of being single and fucking and doing. That's not the case. Yeah. It's just about finding the compatibility in the right situation and timing but what was i saying <laughs> talking about covering the eyes and what all you couldn't do yeah so I'm but like, yeah so i like that about you how you don't make them cover their eyes mm-hmm. and then like i say you do try to explain things to them so yeah. they know even if they un and i like i don't like girls i don't mm-hmm. like like you still need to know yeah. because i remember not liking girls too mm-hmm. and then i don't know when it switched but i, I remember liking you, them it was a matter of six weeks that's what i'm saying when yeah. Yeah. Now he. Now you hang up. Now, now we hang options. up. On three hang up. He yeah. All these options. Yeah. It's crazy. And the crazy part about all these options is it ain't just black. No. He got white. He got Asian. He got Mexican. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Most I love fun. it because growing up you couldn't do none of that shit. Your parents didn't let you do none of that shit. And it's crazy that everybody. So some black people may not be racist, but we some hateful motherfuckers because we don't want to live down and mm-hmm. let nothing go. Yeah. I, and we always like, oh this and that. Oh your your president. Is yeah. black with white in him. It's crazy because uh, he had came home one day and he was like, hey, he was like this girl. The 44th. <laughs> he and my son was telling me about this girl that liked him or whatever. And mm-hmm. he was, I could just tell by the way he was talking he was about saying, it. Yeah. And I was like, so what you going to do? You know, what are you thinking? And he was like, well, I, I mean, she's black. And when he said that, because the other girl that he really likes that, you know, showed interest in him. She's black. Yeah. Yeah, but I but it wasn't tell like that she, wasn't the one that he really. But it also to talk wasn't to. because she was but black. He, exactly, it, it, he just wasn't interested. He, no, no, no. He was. He wasn't saying that he wasn't interested. Interested because he was black. He was just saying that he felt like he would have to go with her because she was black. And I said, well, and why we did do you? That, oh, I said, why do you feel that way? Great point. And he told me, and I was like, well, you know that we're raising you. You know, pro black power to the people yeah. whatever that's great but follow your heart but if this is somebody that you really like you don't have to just choose a black girl say that one more time if it's somebody that you really like yes you don't and it's the right have, situation exactly you don't just have to choose a black girl and i've always like, said never that. let that be don't choose because it feels it's kind of like religion yeah you choosing to be a christian because your parents wanted you to be that and that's what they want yeah and that's the thing and granted he's young and he's gonna go through many different phases yeah, he is, and many but different i just women. wanted him to know like don't let that be the reason you can't be you yeah. can't be i love black women and that caused me to check myself a little bit it does because I've always known that. But like, you don't I'm want not what you against, want. I'm not against interracial dating. Yeah, you more just it's, on the Mexican side and the it. brown skin side. Yeah. yeah. And also, I feel like it has to be a true, genuine connection. I told you, I don't like when black men are like black or bashing black, black women. Yeah. Or black women bashing black men. Exactly. Yeah. So We had somebody under the podcast. I'm glad we could talk about this now. 
I want to talk about this. We had a podcast that used to be under us, and they had a, a black girl on there who used to dog black dudes, oh, yeah. and I never got a chance to oh, shave yeah. her head for her verbally. Oh God! Yeah, with a verbal altercation, I wanted it so bad with her. She was didn't have no she respect. Wouldn't, she wasn't gonna give it to you. She wouldn't even look you in your eyes. That's what I'm saying. And I never, I really didn't even know that shit. And you basically brought her in. It was like we were being introduced. Intru- well, you were introducing a new podcast that you had brought on, mm-hmm. and everybody else was cool. But it was like she never acknowledged me. Mm-hmm. She never fucking looked at me. Mm-hmm. They were under us. Well, she, they were under us for a while, but she was only there for like six months. And out of the three times I saw her, she never she was fucking rude acknowledged me. But I never paid attention to it. I just kind of kept mm-hmm. it moving because one thing I will try not to do is be disrespectful to a woman. Yeah. But I would have gave her all the verbal business. Mm-hmm. because. And then the thing about it was she went and married a white dude, right? Or was she dating one? Uh, I think she was dating one. I, don't give me the line. But I, I but point of the matter was she ended up with a white guy, which nobody cares. Um, but let's be honest. Let's this this is where we. <laughs> that be made honest. me think about that show yesterday. It's like it's no loss. Yeah, it, nobody cares. Oh God, nobody cares. This is the thing: white men don't care that black men date white women. White men care when we get the bad ones, mm-hmm. and the ones that they want, or the ones that don't want them. Mm-hmm. Niggas don't care if black women date white women for the most part at all. Some of them do have an issue with it, but it's more of an ego thing. Like, he can't handle you. He can't whatever for some black dudes. But in this situation, I'm going to say just like the white men, this girl, nobody would miss her from the black delegation Mm. crossing over to where she crossed over. You can say whatever you want. You can whoop, holler, whatever. She can put a masquerade mask on and nobody would be bothered by it. Mm. I only say this because she was so disrespectful. Even the guys on her podcast would be like, yo, chill out. We understand. And it was yeah. heartbreak. Yeah. It was hurt why she did that. Yeah. Take your ass to church. Go to counseling. Don't ever, you will never hear me come on here and be like, black women ain't this and that. I will talk about we need to better communicate yeah. and the lack thereof. But every time I try to speak about lack thereof on a, on a, uh, on a different gender mm-hmm. we got some accountability and some shit we got to do too right. i feel like a lot of the reason why a lot of black women are fucked up are because it's because black men mm-hmm. the lies leaving the family home mm-hmm. not being a good father to them yeah you know what i'm saying and, and the ones who are fathers to them raising them to be a fucking virgin, virgin. <laughs> you you fucking them up yeah you fucking them up so before we get out of here i wanted to talk about the hundreds on amazon prime yeah, I forgot who's the. Sure. I forgot. Well, I'm over it now. I've I've already like season one is done. I like how they put them out because I literally binged it. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to talk about it because The Hunches is a movie without a uh, TV show with Al Pacino, and the premise of it is it's uh it's just basically like a black woman. Mm-hmm. It's basically people who were enslaved or things had been done wrong to them over the history of time. But it was a focus of Holocaust mm-hmm. and Jews. So, but they had created this team of hunters that was hunting down Nazi scientists, mm-hmm. Nazi regime that was in America and they were killing them. It became an issue because a lot of viewers and a lot of critics about the shows were asking how important is it to depict history as it was in cases like the Holocaust and slavery mm-hmm. as opposed to embellishing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the issue they had with hunters was it was about the Holocaust and they had this one part where they were playing chess with human people, which were the Jews. Mm-hmm. So they had carved out a chessboard, like mowed the yard, mowed the lawn and carved out a chessboard mm-hmm. and they put pieces on the board, but the pieces were humans and they were Jews. Mm-hmm. And basically when they called out their move, when, uh, when the Nazi uh, right guys would call out their move, mm-hmm. the Jews would have to move. Well, if it was like a queen or a bishop or whatever, which one beat the other, mm-hmm. they would kill them for the move. 
So like if I was the white, you know, the white mm-hmm. ones and not the black, whatever, when I made that move, if I beat you in that move, they would shoot the person that lost. Mm-hmm. And that's how they were like, they were just basically showing how the Jews were being used, being mm-hmm. abused, being tortured. They said that in Auschwitz, and that happened in Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. Well, the people from Auschwitz, they said that that shit didn't truly happen. Yeah. So they were talking about how how uh, impactful is it to embellish these stories mm-hmm. and lie about what Nazis did to Jews back then. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the defense from the director was, I didn't want to tell the real accurate stories mm-hmm. because it probably is still traumatic for people who are still alive. Very there are high. still Jews alive from the Holocaust. There mm-hmm. are second generation, you know, Jews who are alive, who parents, yeah. you know, were in that shit. It's kind of just like with us. When I talk to my mom, one thing about my mom, I tell people all the time, when it comes to dating, my mom's not racist. She don't care who I date, mm-hmm. but she definitely prefers a black woman mm-hmm. and she definitely doesn't understand why sometimes other people may want to date outside their race, especially to a white person but I don't knock my mom because she was raised in the Mm -hmm. 50s and the 60s when they were still getting water hosed and dogs being sicked on them she told me the story about one time having um having to use the restroom in the Montgomery wards Mm -hmm. and her um her adopted mother took her outside and when they walked past both the bathrooms she was like mom they're going to bathroom and Mm -hmm. she was like no we're going to go outside and she had took her behind Montgomery wards took out one of those big ass Folgers coffee cans it was empty and they would either have to pee or shit in those if they had to use the restroom Mm -hmm. out in public Mm-hmm. So when you hear those stories, it's like, huh? You can't knock them. You can't fucking knock them. Yeah. Only thing you can do is try to tell them, hey, the world is changing. Mm-hmm. It's still the same world, mm-hmm. but things are changing within the world. But it's only in certain pockets. Yeah. So, but I, I, I just wanted to say, do you? My question I posed with bringing up the hunters, do you think they should embellish it or lie about it? Well, I th- I definitely agree with the fact that it could be a trigger. And I think that sometimes you do have to over-exaggerate it to get people to understand. The point. Because you think about it. I mean, this stuff has been in history books. Yeah. And people, some people still have the same thought process. Yeah. But the purpose of making a TV show is to give people a, a visual representation yeah. of what was going on. And sometimes if you over-exaggerate it, then maybe that's going to make somebody think, oh, Damn, wow. we yeah. fucked up. Because, and you think about it too, like, I don't, and it, it, I'm not a historian. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's, uh, it may be a point in time, but you hear about the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. You hear about what happened to the Native Americans yeah. and the Trail of Tears. You hear about slavery and Jim Crow. You, what do you know about white people being enslaved? What do you know about Europeans being enslaved? Mm-hmm. They, you don't. Even if it has been something like you hear about the Irish, mm-hmm. you hear about the Japanese. Yeah, you hear about all of these different people because them people ain't white. Mm-hmm. What did the Europeans go through or be enslaved in? You don't even hear them talk about it. That's why they don't have no fucking anger about nothing. Mm-hmm. Only thing you ever hear about European people is what they took from everybody else. Yeah. I just posed a question to somebody the other day. I think I was in the barbershop. I was like, we try to make it like we're the greatest country in the world. Like everybody loves us here. You can get a BMW. Mm-hmm. You can get a Honda. You could get a Ford. You can get an Audi. You mm-hmm. can get a Mercedes. You go to fucking Turkey, you go to London, you go to those places, you're not going to see Fords like you see all these foreign cars over here. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to see that shit in Australia. Mm-hmm. Like, you go to those places, they're driving the cars that they create there, Sobs and whatever. Yeah. Why is that? It's a reason behind that. But the whole point of what I'm trying to say to go back is, I, I agree with the director of... Um, the hunters because anytime I watch I wasn't in slavery mm-hmm. but anytime I watch the real shit that happened you to us I don't want to see that shit Mm-mm. and it's traumatic to me from what my right. mom has told me and now it makes you go out into the world and hate white people exactly <laughs> even though we know it's true right. like black people the one good thing I'll give black people outside of well a lot of other races who've been through this we know our history mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying we research our we're especially over the last 15 years we're starting to research our history yeah. more and white people 
it's like they know their history, but they always forget or eliminate out the Some negative shit that they've done. Don't know it. They, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And a lot of black people are like, oh, you is is yeah, it's a part of privilege, but it's mm-hmm. a privilege that they don't understand or they don't know. Right. A lot of people are literally like, I don't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. And I blame that on the educational system yeah. because they're not putting the shit in books. You know what I'm saying? They're not really teaching the shit the right way. And you see more and more, especially in Dallas, mm-hmm. where kids are getting in trouble in school because they're calling out their fucking teachers mm-hmm. because we are preparing our kids at home. Yeah. If somebody says something to TNT, mm-hmm. which are your kids. TNT. And, yeah, because they dynamite <laughs> right now. But if somebody says something to your kids, TNT, they're going to be able to say why. Well, that ain't right. They do say that. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So it's being done now to where kids are challenging the curriculum Mm -hmm. that is being taught in schools. And it's now because we're not letting the uh, the schools teach our kids. We're preparing them. I feel like we. that's what you have to do. Exactly. I feel like the generation now from 30 to 40, we the ones that's really changing some shit. Oh, yeah. Our people around Martin Luther King and all them niggas, they did some shit. Mm -hmm. And we may not have big names that are being uh, etched in history like Malcolm Mm -hmm. X and shit. But everyday people like me and you other black podcasts out there mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying other black industries and other black companies out there we are changing the narrative how we teach our kids to eat better yep. to on live every day on an every fucking day level man mm-hmm. so that's all i got right now this is another bonus episode of the reality is do you have anything to say before you get out of here nope thank you for coming through it's sunday i'm about to go catch my plate in the back oh yeah uh yeah we got 25 cent sodas we got uh 50 cent uh, cake slices we got hot dogs we got frito pies we got chili pies that's all the shit that we have yeah build a fucking church niggas we out this bitch Your brothers are one that you're running from, but if you got money, fuck it, then I won't suck. Chop, chop, remix. B.I.G. Fuck with me. Click. Oh, God. Click. Okay. Ain't nobody fucking with me. Click. 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 As a business owner, your nightmares might sound like this. But advertising on Cats Digital can turn your nightmares into this. Hi, how can I help you? I'll be right with you. You see, Cats Digital is the only true audio anywhere advertising. You'll be talking directly to your customers on any device, any place, and any time while they're listening to music, talk shows, and podcasts. Now that's a great dream. Wake up your business at katzdigital.com. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.